The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We are covering the Major League Baseball draft from the Kingdom Bar and Grill here in Overland Park. Gavin Cross is a Kansas City Royal with the ninth overall pick. The Royals passed on Cam Collier. They passed on Kevin Parada. They passed on Jace Young. They take the outfielder from Virginia Tech, the the center fielder for the Hokies, maybe a right fielder long-term. Joel, you're watching the draft from home. Tell us about your initial reaction as the Royals took Cam Collier, or I'm sorry, as they took Gavin Cross. So uh, Cam Collier is a really nice segue here because, I mean, the way the board fell, my goodness, you have Kevin Parada, you have Jace Young, you have Cam Collier there. And you still be still like Gavin Cross too. Like the Royals really couldn't go wrong if they took any of those four bats. They take uh, they take Gavin Cross, who I like, and a guy that I think is going to be a, a good fit for the Royals and has a nice opportunity to be a center fielder, just an outfielder uh, that this organization really needs. And I, I like the pick. Is it was it safe relative to the other options that were there? Probably, but it certainly still feels like it was a good pick for the Royals. Prospects Live, lead draft analyst out there. Joe, the Royals passed on Cam Collier. They passed on Kevin Parada to take Gavin Cross. What was your initial reaction to the way the board fell and the Royals drafting Cross out of that? I think it's a good I think it's a good hit for the Royals. Uh, I've been saying for a while now, I think Cross is a guy in this class that provides more tools than I think his baseball card probably presented at the end of the year. Uh, there's more power there than what he showed. There's more speed there than what he showed. He's a better defender um, than than he's probably given credit for. He's forced into center field at Virginia Tech a little bit. Uh, he's going to be a, an above average right fielder, uh, a potential bat that could move pretty quick. It's a sound swing, uh, no hitches in it, uh, keeps the barrel through the zone a long time, stays compact. Uh, for the most part, he can he can get a little long on breaking balls, but uh, handles velo better than uh, most bats in this class, uh, so so you definitely have that floor in terms of uh, handling professional stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I, there was two college bats in this class that I thought um, not only had defensive value but also had the floor of being a big league hitter with hitterish tendencies and hitterish metrics, and that was uh, that was Jace Young and uh, and Gavin Cross. So I think you guys got a good one here. Joe, I know you're busy tonight. We'll let you get out of here and tend to the draft. Thank you very much for your insight and your analysis. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That was Joe Doyle of Prospects Live, another guy who we had on the podcast, and we talked about the the probability of the Royals liking a Gavin Cross type. Here, I want to read you guys a little bit of what I wrote in the draft guide, not from Cross's profile, 
But this is what I wrote in the mock draft where we mocked Gavin Cross to the Royals at number nine. I said, I don't know where they're going. Here's what I do know. The Royals love athletes. They love action players. They, they love guys who play good defense. Cross checks all of these boxes. He hits the ever-loving crap out of the baseball, posting some of the biggest exit velocities in the draft, draft class, but he doesn't quite hit the number of home runs you'd expect with that profile due to a very flat bat path. Mason McCray came on our podcast and talked about how this reminds him of Henry Davis a little bit. Henry Davis had some of the best exit velocities in the draft class last year, but he had a very flat swing, and the home runs didn't start to, to accumulate until he learned to elevate yep. the baseball a little bit. Now, Henry Davis is, was a first overall pick and one of the top 50 prospects in all of baseball because he learned to elevate. Joel, if Gavin Cross starts to learn to lift the baseball with more regularity, something that Drew Saylor has been very good at getting across in his tenure as a Royals hitting uh, coordinator, you've got a 30 home run power bat on your hands. This is fantastic clay for Drew Saylor and Mike Tozar and Alex Zumwalt to work with. The, the batted ball profile is ridiculous. Some of the, the best exit velocities. And that's something that you can't teach most of the time. Just being able to find the barrel to hit the ball hard. He has that. So that's a great starting point for what the Royals need out of Gavin Cross. Now you get him to elevate his swing just a little bit, then you have a chance for a 30 home run power guy with a guy that has shown an ability to advance his approach from his sophomore to his junior year where he was able he cut his strikeouts almost in half and walked more. So there's already some improvement there on the approach side, which is, again, a great starting point for Drew Saylor to work with. Then you couple that with the ability to get him to elevate the ball. We're looking at a really nice bat. And there's somebody I missed who made the comment, but they were talking about Drew Waters potentially finding his hit tool and being the center fielder. Doesn't put as much pressure on Gavin Cross to be the center fielder of the future, to be able to move over to the corner, right field, left field, whatever you want there. But in a pinch, if Drew Waters doesn't find that that hit tool, then you can shove him over potentially into center field, mold him into the center fielder of the future and make him a guy. So that was a great comment. The Royals are really light on outfielders in the system. And of course I deleted or I exited out of our thing, but I want to go through our rankings as they um, existed in the preseason. And really quickly, I'm going to run through the outfielders that we had in the top 30 this preseason. They were Eric Pena, who is hitting terribly mm -hmm. in low A. Daryl Collins, who is on the development list after being in low A. Suli Matias at 25, who's still striking out 35% of the time in double A. And that is it. Did the Tigers really take Jace Young? Of course they did. <laughs> I put that in the mock draft as well. The, I uh, Of course they did. Screw you, Detroit. Anyway, <laughs> Tyler Gentry is going to be in yep. our top 10 yep. at midseason. Tyler Gentry has been one of the best hitters in minor league baseball, period, all season. Yep. So you have Tyler Gentry. Nate Eaton has played more outfield. He's been great. Tucker Bradley's going to slide into our top 30. He's fine. Probably not an everyday guy. Yep. But you go down the list, there's not a lot of outfielders. So I think what the Royals have done here is they've gotten a really good bat, a really good prospect, and they've also done a good job of filling an organizational need yep. in the process. Yep. And it's fast-tracked. Yeah. I mean, the college bat part of it is, is also very fun. At, at first glance, Alex, where do you think Gavin Cross is going to fit into our top 30? I, thi I think Gavin Cross probably slides anywhere from two to five. I don't know that I'd put him above Nick Prado. I don't know 
that I would put Gavin Cross above Nick Mas- Lofton Massey. so far. I think he reminds me of a guy like Massey, yeah. so he could be in there. He's definitely younger, but he's definitely obviously he's further behind. I don't Where's know. He at I think with he's, like Lofton and Gar- Garcia. He's in front of Garcia for me, just off the top of my head. Behind Lofton, though, probably. I think Nick Lofton's a, a bona fide top 100 prospect. So we'll see. We'll see where Gavin Cross ends up. It'll be a a vote. We have a um, a cumulative cumulative list mm-hmm. of guys who vote on our midseason rankings. So I think you're going to have a top five prospect for sure. It just kind of depends on the way the board falls. the The thing I'm looking at here is where does he start? Because I think you could take Gavin Cross, throw him on the Columbia roster right now, and have a pretty good hitter there yeah. at low A. And there's not much to watch in Columbia as far as hitters at the moment. Well, and especially with the way they're playing in the second half right now. like They are a second-half team. They're playing really well. (laughs) So now you inject a college outfielder into that lineup that's very full of prep guys that are – it's their first time, or it's 18-year-old international kids that without a ton of college experience outside of like a river town. So it's a great opportunity to have some – you know, an older guy, so to speak, in that lineup as they're trying to chase a second half playoff spot. And I think with, with river town, he's probably going to be in high a uh, here next yeah. weekend. So Gavin cross might just be able to slide right in and take, yep. take off, take up where river town left off really quick. Uh, in case you had not tuned in earlier and are tuned in now, Mike Mead over here to Josh's it's your left and Marcus Mead on my right. They are the hosts of the Royals weekly podcast. They joined us to, to break down a little bit of the earlier draft, and now they are back to break down the pick. Now, Mike, Cam Collier was on the board. They passed on Cam Collier to take Gavin Cross, the outfielder from Virginia Tech. What were your thoughts? What were your emotions? I know I got lights in my face. I could hardly see you guys over there. It wasn't total excitement, but you still have to be pretty excited about the player they got. Yeah, well, the one thing we didn't talk about, like we never talked about Gavin Cross going there, and that's the Major League Baseball draft. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not as high on Gavin Cross as a lot of people are, but I see him as a very Royals pick because he does provide defensive value that Jace Young does not provide. Yep. Okay. Um, the, the floor of him is, is pretty high, you know, and, and so that's exciting. And the approach is really good, which I love. I love college hitters with good approaches. And so I do like Gavin Cross. It's just I'm not as high on him because of the lack of power potential. And I, I just don't think that's going to be there. Now, maybe the Royals can tap in a little bit more to that. Um, but I, it's it's not my pick. But he is an athletic guy. He'll be a really good right fielder, I think. Um, but I'm just not super high on it, especially when Cam Collier was there. I would have loved that. But you're not getting a bad player. You're getting a good player. But it, with if you're saying, what, what college bat do you want to take? There were... Jace Young, Jacob Berry was still there, and Cam Collier is technically a college bat as well. And so I would have taken any one of those guys over Gavin Cross, but you're not getting a bad player here. You're yep. getting a good guy. If, if memory serves, and I, I've read so much about so many different players, I could be way off the base here, but I seem to remember someone saying that his, his exit velocity data is like off the charts. He hits the ball insanely hard. So if you think, okay, we have a, a hitting coordinator in Drew Saylor. We have a hitting production team that can really – help him unlock some of that power, a little bit then more loft, you, yeah. you think, okay, then that's worth it at, at this number nine pick because you're going to get really good defense in a corner because you're going to get a guy who has the body for the, for power. I mean, it's not like he's not a big, strong guy. He is. And if he's putting the ball in play really, really hard, all he really needs is a little more loft to his swing. All he really needs is a little more tilt and a little more uh, ability to sort of catch that ball out front and really put a charge into it. And what is Drew Saylor really good at doing with hitters? <laughs> that exact thing. Did it with Tyler Gentry. He did it with Nate Eaton. He's done it with a lot of guys. And if he can do that Michael for Gavin Gross, then you're in great shape in terms of turning him into an elite hitter. I think that 
with the Cam Collier thing, they may have been scared off a little bit by the fact that he's 17, mm. by the fact that there's probably less data on him than there is on somebody like Gavin Cross. Even though he's been out there, even though he's been seen, Gavin Cross is going to have as much data as there is playing in the ACC and things like that. I wonder if they were just like, let's take something that seems like a little bit more of a sure thing rather than wait on a guy, because you're going to be waiting on Cam Collier for four or five years yeah. probably, whereas Cross, they probably think to themselves, two, three years, he could be in the big leagues. Well, and Joel, I think the one thing with Cross he wasn't one of the college guys with a lot of leverage. He's probably going to fall a little bit if he didn't go to number nine. You, Unlike Collier, you're probably not going to have to give him uh, anything over slot. You're probably going to be able to give him a little bit under slot, just a little bit, to save money down the road. Do you think there's players down the board that would allow the Royals to do some fun things if they can save $400,000 on Gavin Cross at number nine? I definitely think there is. I don't know who's going to be there because if the Royals were picking at 35, I think we'd have a pretty good, a much better idea of who they could go with at that pick. But with that pick gone now, they're not picking for another 40 picks after they took Gavin Cross. So a lot can happen. Uh, I'm hoping maybe that an Ivan Melendez, you know, I, I would still love that bat in the system. Uh, there are, there's going to be plenty of options there at 49, but right now it's so tough to tell with the Royals not having that sandwich pick anymore. In case you're tuning in just now, the Royals have selected Gavin Cross, an outfielder from Virginia Tech, the ass-kicking chicken. Um, <laughs> another left-handed bat, by the another way. Another left-handed bat. They got all the left-handed bats. Tons of left-handers, man. And I think <laughs> what we've the, the conclusion we've kind of come to, it's a good athlete with a good potential to hit for power, not getting to a lot of that in games yet. He's got a decent approach, and Safe I think floor. you can fast-track him. I yeah. think you can throw him in low A right now, if not high A. I mean, let's be honest. I think oh, you could probably yeah. handle it. He could it. go to Quad Cities. I mean, he'd be fine playing in Quad Cities, I think, especially with, with the high approach that he has. If you send him to, to Columbia right now, he's probably just going to destroy for a few weeks, and then you send him to Quad Cities. Mm -hmm. If you send him to Columbia and he doesn't destroy, then you better start talking sure. about the mistake that somebody made. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think I think they're – I don't think you'd be way off base sending him to Quad Cities. You can see up on the screen, we've got our write-up uh, from Jared Perkins on Gavin Cross. Jared lives out there on the East Coast. He's seen Gavin Cross in person. If you want to know more about what Jared thinks of Gavin, uh, royalsfarmreport.com at the top of the screen. There's a, an article pinned up there with our draft guide linked to it. It's $3.49. You can read the mock draft where we correctly predicted Gavin Cross to the Royals at number nine. You can read Jared's write-up on Gavin Cross as well as get, um, I think, did you mention Cross in your wish list at all? I did not. I, I, I dreamt on Brooks Lee falling to nine, <laughs> which he barely did. I told you he wasn't going to make it. Oh, I'll never let that one down. <laughs> really quick, don't forget the raffle that we've got going on, an Alex Gordon autographed jersey, a Bobby Witt Jr. autographed baseball, four lower-level tickets to a Royals game of your choice later this season. You can enter the raffle by Venmoing at KC Sports Network. $20 will give you one ticket. $100 will give you eight tickets. And if you enter the raffle, we will draw tomorrow night uh, during – well, the MLB draft will probably be going on, but we're drawing tomorrow night for the winners. There will be three different winners. So $20 gets you one ticket. $100 gets you eight tickets. Um, Joel, as we sit here now with Gavin Cross in the system, I think he can be here by 2024. I think he's a guy yep. that should be in high A by some capacity by the end of the season. He probably starts there. He, he almost definitely starts there next year. So by the end of 2023, you're talking about a double A, 
approaching AAA hitter, by 2024, we should be looking at Gavin Cross in a big league outfield. Is that timeline about where you've got him? Yeah, that's about what I think. He, I think he's got an advanced enough approach, at least over the last couple of years, as that's gotten better. I can only imagine it's going to get better when he once he's able to get in there with uh, with Drew Saylor and others to really work on some things. But I, I think there's a legitimate chance that he's in Kansas City by 2024. And if that's the case, then you know that the Royals made a very good play here by going and getting this guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Does he remind you of anybody? Is there a big leaguer that you can comp him to for people who've never seen him play? I'm not that good. I'm not that good at comps, to be honest with you, because I don't want to go too outlandish and give people a false sense of security. But it, you got a left-handed bat that hits the ball hard. Do with that what you will. Who's a really, you know, really good athlete? Make your I, make your picks from there. The comp that I didn't want to throw out there, because again, you talk about outlandish things, but just as a player, he reminds me of is a little bit of Christian Yelich, where the the tool set is good. It's borderline great. It's not elite. He hits the ball really hard. He doesn't lift it all the time. I know Christian Yelich had an MVP season, and I don't think Gavin Cross actually has that kind of upside. But just in terms of an athlete who might be able to fill in in center field, probably not, might be able to be a gold glove right fielder. We'll see. But we'll see. I think Gavin Cross can be that type of player. Joel, I know you're busy and you're not able to join us tonight, but really quick before we have to get you out of here, is there a grade you would give the Royals on this pick right now before knowing what they do at 49? 
before knowing what they do at 49, I'd say this is a B plus. It was a very safe pick. It was a good pick. Uh, I think you're getting a really t- a top five guy in the system. I don't think he has the upside of some of the other college bats that were still available, but you're looking at a guy that I believe is a surefire big leaguer in some capacity. If he can stick in center field, then you're looking at an even better play potentially here, but you, you have a guy that is going to be a part of the future and a part of the next good Royals team. Joel, I appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your night. We will get your thoughts again soon. The entire draft guide team is getting together for a podcast on Tuesday night to break down the entire draft class. Joel will obviously be a part of that. It'll be me, Josh, Joel, Marcus, Drake, get, um, uh, Jared, Jared and, and maybe Mason. even Mason. So We're going to invite Jacob. He, he designed the whole thing. We get yes, Jacob, Jacob will be on. So we'll be on yeah. Tuesday to break down the entire draft class. But, Joel, thanks for your thoughts on Cross. We'll see you soon, man. You guys are killing it, man. Keep it up. I wanted to throw out a comp, and I, and I know I, we're talking a lot about this, but and we would we would hopeful, but my, my hopes for him in terms of a comp, if they can unlock that power, how about a guy like Josh Reddick? How about, okay. how about that as yeah. a comp for him? A right fielder, the body type is similar. I think that if he could learn to get, the, if that bat plane changes a little bit, maybe he becomes Josh Reddick with his advanced approach, with his ability to throw, he, he can throw the ball pretty well in right field, with his ability to play a good right field. That, that seems like, Maybe the ceiling to me, but that is a pretty good ceiling for a guy. What, what grade would you give this pick right now? Without I would give knowing it a, what they do later. I would give it a B. I, I'm a little bit lower than Joel um, just because, and I agree with everything that Joel said. I'm just at nine with the guys that they had on the board. I want you going high upside uh, at nine if yeah. you're the Royals. I want you going high upside bat. There was a high upside bat on that board, a really high upside bat, and they didn't take him. I think they're going to be compared to each other a long time, the same way Brady Singer and Nolan Gorman are compared to each other. Um, I, I think that it's a B because of that, but it's not a bad pick in any way. Mike? Well, let me just start by saying uh, Drake actually had a, a little bit of a comp that I thought was at least interesting. Think of an Alex Gordon with a better approach if Alex Gordon had come out as an outfielder, right? Now he'll play right field instead of left field, but he's got the arm to play right field, whereas mm. Gordon probably didn't have the arm. So that's interesting to me because they're both left-handed bats and things like that. The other thing I wanted to say, there wasn't really an option for a right-handed bat at this point. There isn't. Cam Collier's left-handed. Chase Young's left-handed. He's left-handed. Jacob Berry's left-handed. They're all left-handed at this point. Uh, Jacob Berry's a switch hitter, I do believe. Is he a switch hitter? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, that would have yeah. been good. Um, but no, we are three of the four of us are teachers, correct? I don't know. If nope, Josh... I'm not a teacher. Okay, but God these help us if I was. Yeah, and I am. <laughs> so three of the four of us are teachers, right? So uh, we got grades. We can do grades, mm. right? I'm going C plus for me. C plus for me. That's low. It, it is low because I, I don't think you're going to capitalize on any sort of ceiling for this guy. I think he makes the major leagues and I never think, I don't think you ever think of him as a, a deficit as a guy that hurts your lineup. But I also don't think you think of him. Let me, here's a comp as far as production might go. I think at some point you might say, Oh, he gives you similar production of a hundred Dozier. Okay. And you're going, okay, well, is that what you want at the number nine pick when Jace Young was on the board? When Cam Collier was on the board, when Jacob Berry was still on the board, when you had some of these really upside, one of those, one of those three, I mean, especially if Jace Young does, but the Tigers taking him at twelve, <laughs> if he becomes the type of hitter that he might be able to become, uh, it, it's a gut punch at some point, yep. especially if he's put if if uh, Gavin Cross becomes an, an average or slightly above average producer at the major league level. Josh, what would your grade for this pick be? Yeah, basically B minus. I'm kind of in the same boat here for the same reasons. It seemed like there was still plenty of upside to be had. Um, and this was is sounding, I mean, the, the, it sounds like the word of the day is safety, and it's a safe, a safe pick. Um, and I, I said it at the beginning of the draft, I wanted upside. I wanted them to unlock some dude that had a few question marks and turn him into a mat, an absolute monster. And it doesn't sound like he's potentially going to be that, but 
he's still going to be a major league contributor. Maybe not as much as if somebody does unlock some of these upside guys. Um, so we could be, you know, ruining the day that we didn't take those guys, but still be okay with the production we do get. So I'm going B minus. I am going to reach a little bit. And I'm going to give the pick an A minus and even 90%. Let's go. Here's why. I got to take Mr. Duvall's class, man. <laughs> Jeez. You're right. Yeah. Here's, here's why I'm giving it. He grades with the curve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no kidding. Here's why I'm giving it an even that 90%. Every day's video day. Especially Monday morning. Hey, I'm a social I'm a, studies teacher, okay. man. Hey, I, I, got you. I got you. Here's why, here's why I'm going with a 90, like a lowest A minus possible, is I don't want to sound hypocritical because the reason we've been talking about them not drafting a pitcher is because of the volatility involved drafting a pitcher. We have been begging them to go the safe route with a hitter. Now, I know within the, within the group of hitters, you could, you could ask for a little ceiling because hitters in general have a higher floor than pitchers. But I've been begging them to stop drafting pitchers because they're so volatile. Their floors are so low. And so they took the hitter who epitomizes the reason we wanted them to stop drafting pitchers. I like it. So yeah. I'm okay with it. I am okay with taking the second highest floor in the entire draft class. The only other player in the entire draft with a better floor than Gavin Cross is Brooks Lee. Brooks Lee is a surefire big leaguer in my mind. He's a top 40 prospect in baseball. He's like a tooled up Nick Lofton, right? I think mm. there's, there's not a world in which Brooks Lee isn't a semi-productive big leaguer. Do we think there's a world where Gavin Cross isn't the big leaguer? No, I, no, I think he for makes, sure. Yeah, for he sure. Makes it. And I think those exit velocities, if you're like, if you're looking for that ray of hope that he could become something elite, it's in that exit velocity yep. data. It's in seeing how hard he hits the ball. Because if you can hit the ball hard and somebody can then teach you how to loft it, you are a middle of the order bat. You are, you know, you're Mike Massey. You're, you know, yeah. you're Vinny Pasquantino. You're Vinny Pasquantino. <laughs> Only you can run. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's the difference between Cross and so between him and Cross or something like that. So. If they can teach him how to get to that bat path that allows him to hit the ball in the air more consistently with line drives more consistently, you're going to see a guy who maybe does have that potential to, to have been a higher pick than we even thought, right? Maybe who does have that potential that you always hoped Cam Collier would get to in five years when he's you know, old enough to buy a beer, you know? Like, right. And so, you know, I, if, if you're looking for hope, that exit velocity data is that hope. And I think the Royals really do value stuff like that because you see drew sailor turning guys into essentially exit velocity machines yeah yeah in, in triple a and double a right now hashtag draft more hitters and they've done that <laughs> yes. i do want to point out we keep talking about a lack of power a lack of upside and I, and I want to be crystal clear about what we're talking about a player who hits the ball as hard as gavin cross should not have only hit 17 home runs that's how many he hit as a junior at virginia tech he hit 11 as a sophomore that's good. It's not great for a guy who hits the ball great. At what? Where is the disconnect, right? Is what is the difference between Gavin Cross hitting 30 home runs and hitting 17? That is that is the, I don't even want to call it a concern. That is the difference between Gavin Cross going number five and number nine. Yeah. That is the difference between Gavin Cross being Brooks Lee or Adley Rutschman and being the number nine overall pick. So if they can unlock it, the guy stole 12 bases and never got caught stealing at Virginia Tech this past year. He struck out 41 times, and he walked 30. So it's almost an even one-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. His OPS was north of 1,000. 
there is clearly a player here that we can uh, agree the Royals like for a good reason. The only question I think anybody has about it is, what is the upside? The, the reverse of this. If they drafted Cam Collier and we loved the pick because of the upside and Cam Collier turned into Moose, a good, not great player, and Gavin Cross was an everyday guy, we'd be looking at this going, man, maybe they should have taken the safer pick. Maybe they should have gone the safer route in a year where they had to get the pick right. Last year, you take a bunch of prep arms. They had to get this right. And I think with Gavin Cross, the opportunity to get this wrong is almost zero. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you talk about hitting the ball hard, right? Like, what are some of the fundamental things you need as a hitter to be successful? The One of the things you're looking at is hitting the ball hard. And you're talking about a player you know can do it because he's done it in college. There's a lot of data from him in the ACC. Yes, he didn't hit as many home runs as he should, and the ACC isn't the best conference in college baseball. It's a good one, yeah. but he, it's not the best one. He should have put out 25 balls in the ACC, and then you're talking about an elite hitting prospect. But if if all you need to change is a guy's bat path, I think about Colton Kowser. He was a similar guy coming out a couple of years ago. He wasn't fully developed physically. His bat path was way too flat. And if you can work on that and that's the only thing you need to change, you might be in a great shape in a year when he's worked on that. And he starts, don't be surprised if he's putting out 25 by this point next year or on pace for it this point next year in my early baseball. And yeah. for guys that don't know who Colton Cows are, you can even look at it within our own system. Carter Jensen had a little bit, has a little bit too flat of a bat yeah. path. Right. And he's turned himself into somebody who can really hit the ball out or is starting to turn into that kind of player. So it looks like the Royals can do that with younger guys. That is the hope that in Gavin Cross that you get just a little bit more loft to his swing and you're looking at putting out 20 to 25 home runs in Major League Baseball. That is a really good point about Carter Jensen. That is the exact type of comparison I was looking for. A guy with a flat bat path who hits the ever-loving crap out of the ball, <laughs> yeah. and now you bring him in your system. Hey, Carter, instead of hitting the ball there, we want you to hit it a little bit higher. And now Carter Jensen is an elite company in terms of power output and his walk rate. I tweeted it out a little bit ago that Carter Jensen's home runs and his walk rate has only ever been matched by like Tatis Jr. and like one other guy, and they're all really, really good. So – um, really quick, uh, we got to wrap things up here. We're approaching pick number 16. The draft is chugging right, right along. Mike, thank you for joining us. Hey, Marcus, thank thanks for joining us. I do also want to thank Jeff Ellis. I want to thank Joe Doyle and Jeff Ponce for joining us. Joel for, for calling in. I know he just, just got home from a trip. Thank you to everybody for joining us. This has been A, a lot of fun. B, we will certainly talk more about the draft class in depth as we get going. Um, on Tuesday, after the draft has ended, everybody meets back up for our, our roundtable recap of the 2022 draft class. The Royals have selected Gavin Cross with the ninth overall pick. Kamar Rocker shocked people by going <laughs> number three. So the draft didn't necessarily go the way we thought, but that is exactly who we mocked to the Royals at number nine in the draft guide. That's exactly the way it fell. So if you want to know anything about baseball, what I'm saying is buy the draft guide. You got it right. <laughs> I mean, you got it right. You got 12, right? I mean, you got that's all that really matters. Yep. That's all that matters. So. Thanks again um, to, to you guys for joining us. Thanks again to Joe, Jeff, Joel. Uh, Any more J names? Jeff. Josh. Joel. <laughs> Jeff. Thank me. Josh. Thank you, Josh. Joel. Thanks, yeah, Tucker, for coming in early. And yeah. Tucker, Tucker showed DJ. up and then he dipped out. Yeah. Tucker's at a comedy <laughs> show right now. Oh, well. Getting his laughs in. So, yeah. But we appreciate Tucker. BJ's behind the computer over there making everything possible. Thank you to the Kingdom Bar and Grill. As well. The Kingdom Absolutely. Bar and Grill out here in Overland Park. Tickets for less. Drum Farm, Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. Thank you to everybody who has done, uh, made it possible to be here. We will be back. We're, we're going to break down the 49th pick, but we've got like 
25 more to go until we get there. So we'll <laughs> it's figure not it out. moving as fast as I thought it would go. So no. it may be a little bit. It but may be a little bit. We'll be there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.